Hi everyone, I'm Emily. And I'm Vince. And this is The Lighthouse Lowdown, Spooky Edition. Episode 13. Episode 13, everyone. Spook, spook. Spook season. Spook, spook. <laughs> we're doing a haunted episode today. Yeah. As we're starting the spooky stories, the, um, what's it called? The radiator is hissing now. Oh, good. Just out of nowhere. I was like, wow, what's that? Looking around. Well, so. that's good. It'll get a little warmer up in here because it's freezing. <laughs> there we go. We're in my sister's apartment in Chicago, and I was going to do a... History buoy on the Chicago Harbor Lighthouse, which we saw today, but it's just got a lot going on, so I think I'll make it an entire episode instead. Oh, nice. That'll be the move. Nice. Yeah. But today's all about the spook, so we're just going to start off with the scary stories. Spook. Yeah, so everyone curl up with your fall ambiance, some candles, and get ready to be scared out of your mind. <laughs> first one we're going into is Owl's Head Lighthouse. It's called Owl's Head? Yeah. Few lighthouses are said to be as haunted as that of Owl's Head, uh, which guards the harbor entrance to the old stone shipping port of Rockland, Maine. So we're going super north. Okay. Super duper north. It was built in 1825 mm-hmm. and was named after the shape of the rock, although natives called it the Badabadek. <laughs> the what? <laughs> uh, let's see. If I can see if other Badabadek. The spooky Badabadek. Yeah, which means Cape of the Winds. Cape, okay. And yeah, so you can guess what the weather is like Ooh. there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. <laughs> Long before the lighthouse was built, the rocky soil on this land was soiled with blood oh my gosh. from battles and shipwrecks. In 1757, uh, just a couple ex- of examples. In 1757, a fleet of Native Americans attacked an English fort that was on this rock. Mm-hmm. And all of them were defeated, and some scalped. <laughs> all, all of the uh, settlers. Yeah. yeah. And in 1844, a ship called Maine left from Rockland on her maiden voyage, which was also her last. She never arrived in New Orleans, which was her destination. Three years later, a ship arrived in Rockland carrying three things from the lost ship. A mahogany chest, a navigation book, and the ship's atlas. How were they recovered? I don't understand. According to the men on board, the items were left behind by three men who jumped overboard into the ocean with no explanation. Like, they brought these items onto the ship and then killed themselves. Wait, no. <laughs> the original ship left to go around the Horn of Africa and never made it. Those three sailors were... <sighs> ship number two who comes into Maine... Came into Rockland, had three items... Three dudes jumped overboard, leaving those items. Yes. From the original ship. ship. (sighs) These items are all that's left of the main. Like, there's no, like, this is what we have now. Like, they're just gifted three items, but there's no explanation for how they ended up in the possession of the ship and why the men would just kill themselves. (laughs) No one knew who they were? No. They were (sighs) probably just paid to be on the ship to get to Rockland and then died. (laughs) Spooky. This This is spooky. So back when lightkeepers were still in use, one had quite a story to tell, um, which was also reported by a lot of other people who stayed in the station. So it wasn't just this one story and that's it. It was like repeated by many people. So it was winter and a snowstorm had swept through the uh, owl's head. The keeper was outside tending to the keeper's dwelling where a long set of stairs leads 
from the keeper's dwelling to the tower. And uh, just a fun fact, I just remembered this about the research, is at one point they had it covered. It was like um, a tunnel from the keeper's cottage all the way up to the the tower because the weather is so crappy there that they were like, we should keep this covered. But it got damaged every winter because of the conditions that they just stopped upkeeping up after a while. The stairs? Yeah, the tunnel. tunnel, Yeah. So they're like, you go back to walking outside. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, this was whenever there was no tunnel and it was just open. So in the winter storms, what happened? He watched as a pair of boot prints appeared in the snow. Watched. one pair? Watched as they appeared. And they began walking up the stairs to the lighthouse. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) And so he's just standing there like in a stupor watching as just one foot after another just appears in the snow leading up to this lighthouse. And he's just watching. And he had locked the door to this tower behind him, you know, so he he sees the steps crest the top to the lighthouse. And the door opens. What? Yeah. It was locked? Yeah, so he runs up these stairs, like, into yeah. the lighthouse, and there's wet footprints leading up the spiral staircase to the tower, top of the tower, where the lantern room is, where that door is also supposed to be locked. And he comes in, and the brass and prisms, like, on the franal lens have mm-hmm. all been polished to a bright shine, and there is nobody there. Someone did his work for him? Something did his work for him? Yeah. Nice winter spirit. So many times the footprints have been seen by different residents over the years always going one way in and never coming back out (laughs) always in the winter time no it's they always see the footprints like that was like one of the worst cases where it's like he sees it happening but they usually see them in the snow or in the mud is when they see the footprints makes sense yeah some say it's the ghost of an old keeper who doesn't realize that his job is over and some say that it's the captain of maine who is confused and I'm like thinking, well, I've said this in earlier episodes, like if there are ghosts that are going to be flocking anywhere, yeah. it's going to be to a lighthouse because it's a beacon in your, your dark afterlife. Well, yeah, it's, yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I agree. It's, uh, they're unique locations, especially if somebody was a keeper and they might've died. Either way, the footprints are not the only thing that's seen from this ghost. In the early 1980s, a couple named Andy and Denise lived in the lighthouse. And Andy was a Coast Guard keeper, and Denise was his wife. So he was in charge of some maintenance, and Denise always went to bed before him because he had a lot of stuff to get done. And so one night, Denise felt Andy crawl into bed and ask him a question. And he didn't respond. So she turned over to see... It was not Andy in bed. There was no one in bed, but there was the indention of a body next to her. And it shuffled as if, like, there was a person trying to (laughs) sleep there. Why is that funny? What did she do? Well, she, like, yelled out, telling the spirit to go away and be like, who are you? Get away from here. She came to grips pretty fast with that. Huh? She came to grips pretty fast. I know. I would have just, well, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what I would do in that situation. I'd probably just fall slowly to the ground. (laughs) Just (laughs) slide off the bed. Like, okay, I no longer exist. They got a heavy-ass ghost up there at that lighthouse. Well, you have. Footprints and indents in the bed. Probably like normal human weight. Yeah. Big boy. (laughs) So whenever she yelled out for the spirit to go away, the indention disappeared. So Denise told Andy about this the next morning, and Andy said at that exact time, 
He had passed by the bedroom door and was confronted with what he described as a cloud of smoke hovering above the floor, which passed through his body and then through the bedroom door. And I just have to say, if you're not going to run in... He just left his wife in there? Yeah, he was just like, mm, oh, that was uh, weird. The apparition and my wife will get along. <laughs> to just be like, well, I better keep walking. It's like, uh, no, there's going to be some investigating happening right <laughs> at this moment. He's like, this lead poisoning is really getting to me. I know. I'm so tired. <laughs> He's like, Mercury, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Denise and Andy warned the next couple who lived here, Gerald, sorry, Gerald? <laughs> Gerald. Gerald, Gerald and Butler. Debbie Graham with their two-year-old daughter, Claire. So they were like, they hey, there's some f- funny happenings Spooks. going on in this lighthouse, so just keep your eyes peeled. And so one night, their daughter, this new couple, the Grahams, their daughter, Claire, she came running in. Uh, to their room and just said fog's rolling in time for the foghorn and they were very confused because she doesn't speak English what <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. well she just doesn't have this type of language and they never taught her what a foghorn is or what that means or when you use it or yeah. anything like that so over the next two years they discovered that Claire had befriended a man with a beard a seaman's cap and a heavy blue coat and they had never seen him themselves so she would describe him in a lot of cases. Why are people <gasps> oh, not? Yeah, that scared me. Why are people not watching their two-year-old run around a lighthouse environment? Well, she's probably in her room and then runs in. It's always like keeper's cottage kind of thing. Yeah, but she's talking about a ghost. Well, kids know? say the darndest he's got things. A blue coat. Huh? He's got a blue coat. Yeah, he's got a beard. Maybe she didn't know he was a ghost. Yeah, I don't think kids have their mind. Two-year-olds have their mind wrapped around the ghosts pretty well. Malcolm was the last keeper to stay in the tower in 1989, so that was a while ago. His wife insisted that she saw a woman in white staring out the tower windows, and their young son frequently said he would wake up in the middle of the night to a woman sitting in the chair in the corner of his room. And he just continued to sleep there. (laughs) I don't know. A lot of this is like, you either are lying, or you have like uh, no fear. Also, did you say 1989? Yeah. All right. Wait, no, why? Uh, it just seems late. It's These are Coast Guard people. Spooks. <laughs> Still. This ghost is nicknamed the Little Lady, and she is blamed for rattling silverware in the drawers and shakes doors in their frames. That's nice of her. In the kitchen, she will be a shadowy figure just in the corner of your eye that you can never look directly at. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, yeah. <laughs> of course. Oh. Uh, but I also, I also read that she has a very, like, benevolent demeanor ambiance you know it's like they never feel scared about her being in it which is weird because if there was a door sh- rattling in its frame i would have problems yeah it seems kind of kind of threatening yeah silverware and doors and such mm-hmm. yeah i would agree i guess not sitting in the corner of your room while you sleep i mean i don't like that <laughs> i'd rather she's in the kitchen or something but yeah the bedroom's the worst it's like if you're gonna be mostly in the kitchen just hang out in the kitchen so there are many other stories surrounding this lighthouse but none as gruesome as this <laughs> Some sailors passing the island say they see a pair of men standing at the base of Owl's Head Cliffs, their faces covered in blood from being scalped. What? <laughs> I did not see that coming at all. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I wanted to end that one with Two the guys alive, supposedly, that have been scalped? I wouldn't think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on to the next lighthouse. That's the stories we have for Owl's Head Lighthouse. Next is Hasita Head Lighthouse. Hasita. Spanish? Yeah. What does it mean in Spanish? I don't know. It's a name. Oh. It sounds familiar, though. I don't know Spanish, so I can't, 
Yeah, I, I shouldn't guess. No, I don't either. So Hasita Head is a jut of land from Oregon into the Pacific. Pretty. In the 1400s, Spain declared Alaska and the Pacific Northwest to be theirs. But once the British and Russians began to explore in the 1700s, Spain wanted to send someone to make sure that markers were placed in this area that they had claimed the land instead of them just like coming in and being yeah. like, oh, this is ours. This <laughs> is free land. Spain's like, no. Don Bruno de Hasita was sent, and this land would be named after him after he mentioned that the water was shallow pretty far out from the head, which would be the reason for the lighthouse. Of course. Over a century later. Built in 1894, the light is one of the most photographed U.S. lighthouses in the world. Hmm. So, it's a famous one. What's it look like? Uh, I don't know. I didn't make a note. It's white. We'll find a photo of it. Yeah. However, it is also well known for its hauntings as well. So, Hasita Head Lighthouse is haunted by the Grey Lady. Which, if you look up hauntings, there's a million gray ladies everywhere. Yeah, it's it's a very kind of generic. Yeah, a very popular term. For gray for haunted and lady for not man. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, exactly. not a lot of options. The gray lady was allegedly the wife of a past keeper, and according to legend, she had a child that got really sick and died or drowned. In some sources, I can't figure out which one. Unable to bear the loss of her child, the gray lady took her own life, and a tiny headstone was found in the dense brush of the lighthouse grounds, which gives life to the legend. Just one? Ooh, yeah, the oh. child. <sighs> <laughs> she is rarely seen, and when she is, she's like misty and hard to make out, which yeah. is why she's called the gray, gray. lady. <laughs> but she causes trouble through actions in her light, in the lighthouse. Not her lighthouse. I guess it could be her lighthouse. It was. Most frequently, she sets off the fire alarm, even though batteries have long been removed because it was a nuisance for the fire alarm to be going off all the time. So they took them out and it still goes off. Mm. She rearranges objects to where she believes they belong, uh, opens kitchen cabinets, and when a Ouija board was used in the keeper's room, she revealed her name to be Rue. R-U-E. Oh, boy. (laughs) You were like, R. (laughs) Okay. One of the many times at the lighthouse... Oh, this is this is a... Oh, wait. Oh, no. This is like a more specific story about the gray lady instead of just like... Rue. A happening. Yeah. In one of the many times the lighthouse had to be repainted, a renovation was going on at the keeper's cottage. A worker was in the attic replacing a window, and when he turned around, he was confronted with the misty form of Rue. She didn't like that window. He dropped the window he was holding and fled the house and said that he was never again going to enter the house, and they granted that. So, like, he only worked on like exterior house stuff after that hmm. which I thought was funny that they was just I'm not going back in there and they were like okay <laughs> fine work fine. outside we had a feeling this would happen later that day the glass from the dropped window was found to be swept into a neat little pile <laughs> <laughs> she's a very particular ghost yeah she was like oh no what a mess just sweep it up a little sweep in reality, there are many occurrences of the Grey Lady at Hesita Head Lighthouse, but most feel a calming presence around her and describe her visits as pleasant. Hmm. So now we've got two ghosts. Yeah, two pleasant lady ghosts. And that's what I have for Hesita Head. Terrifying. That's off uh, Portland or Oregon Coast? Oregon, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're moving on. Who we got? Sandy Hook Lighthouse. Where's that? New York. So the entrance to the New York, well, it's like, it's, uh, I think it's more in New Jersey. So there was this big fight about whose lighthouse it it was, but it was originally called the New York Lighthouse. So the entrance to New York Harbor needed to be marked. So the Sandy Hook Lighthouse was built in 1764. And um, this is a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I said, I kind of took a note out of your, 
episode and I I put some Oh, 1764. What happened? Uh, Mozart was eight years old. That's crazy. Entertaining the royal courts in Europe. And Beethoven would still not be born for six more years. And the Declaration of Independence was still several years away. Pre-U.S. Yeah. That's wild. Unrelated to the spookiness, this lighthouse was built using 50... I thought this was just an interesting fact. 15% of money raised from two lotteries in 1761 made specifically for this purpose. So they were like, we need a lighthouse and we need to fund it. And there's no U.S. government right now, so there's no, like, lighthouse board for yeah. these colonies or whatever. Yeah, there's no state. It's all colonies. Yeah. So they just had lotteries where people would buy tickets for, like, a certain amount of money and then would win. I mean, a couple of people would win. And then all 15% of that money went towards the lighthouse. Hmm. I did not know that. I didn't know there were lotteries that long ago. Yeah. I, I've never heard of a lighthouse That's being brilliant. funded by lotteries. Yeah. That is. Teach them to gamble. Yeah. So the then first round, the, States. the first the first lottery, they didn't make enough money to fund the lighthouse, but they bought the land with it, and then okay. the second lottery paid for the lighthouse. Nice. Pretty cool. Smart. The lighthouse is tough as nails, and for an example, during the American Revolution, an hour of cannon fire was rained down on the lighthouse to take it down, but Benjamin Tupper, who was a captain of the um, the American side, the rebels. <laughs> 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 Who are they? The revolutionary patriots. Ones? Yeah, the Americans. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He, they were raining c- cannon fire down on this lighthouse because this is where the British were based. Was in New York. Oh. And I don't, I don't know if they were based there, but they definitely they had, the yeah, a lot of control over it. Benjamin Tupper said that he quote found the walls so firm that the cannon fire could make no impression. End quote. Ser- like seriously, cannons? Awesome. Nothing. Awesome. <laughs> Lighthouse remained standing since it was built, making it the longest standing lighthouse in the U.S. There has oh. been no rebuilding, nothing to this lighthouse. They didn't have to patch any cannon fire holes. They probably had to do a little bit of a little damage bit of control. Maybe. Yeah, Throw just another, another layer. Another coat of paint on there. <laughs> yeah. However, the war took a toll on the lighthouse when it comes to ghosts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Enough with the history. Let's get back into spooks. Joshua Huddy was a spy for the Patriots as his house had an excellent view of San Diego Hook Lighthouse. So he would help the Continental Army by telling them when the British brought in large shipments or supplies, large shipments of supplies or soldiers into the Hudson. Yeah. And he also participated in the raids to Sandy Hook Lighthouse in order to take it down, the last of which he was captured and imprisoned by the Redcoats. Oh. So I meant imprisoned. Gotta love a good spy. They hoped to prove he was a spy so he could be hanged as an example to the rest of the rebels. However, they couldn't prove it. So he was framed for the murder of a redcoat. The murder, which happened while he was in jail. (laughs) He's very sneaky. Yeah. And he was hanged in 1772. Sorry, 5. 1775. He literally, they they had nothing they could put against him. And they were like, well, you probably murdered this guy. They're like... I've been in jail. I'm like, we don't care. You You've did it. You've had me in jail. Well, I've been here the whole time with you. Highland residents say today that they frequently see a figure walking along the shores of Sandy Hook or on the lighthouse grounds, keeping an eye out on the horizon for British ships. This is probably Huddy. Die hard. Yeah. Many also say that they see Joshua and a British soldier talking casually on the beach. The second figure many believe is Captain John Asgill. Uh, Asgill? I don't know that one. A-S-G-I-L-L. Who was executed as revenge for Huddy's hanging by the Patriots. 
While an abduction is recorded for this reason of John Askell, Asgill, <laughs> the execution is not recorded. Either way, the specters are likely a friendship between two unjustly condemned men. Oh, that's both of them? Wow. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. In 1890, a keeper discovered a small hollow space in the floorboards of the keeper's dwelling. <sighs> Through the floorboards was a narrow passage that led to a subterranean room. And inside was a skeleton of a man sitting at a table. <laughs> what? It's just a skeleton. Wait, there's a hidden room under the lighthouse floor? Yeah. And there's a dead man. Sitting at a table. From long ago. Yeah. Sitting at a table. A skeleton. So like a long, long time ago. Ew. I wonder what happened to him. I don't know. Walled in? Like, do you think... He got trapped there? I don't... How would you there die a at a table? Like, I wonder if he was sitting up, because that would be a lot scarier. That's so cool, though. If he was, like, slumped over. Hmm. Nobody knows the identity, as the skeleton was buried in an unmarked grave, and the room was filled in, and the incident was just no oh, forgot. Cool. They covered it up. Yeah, they were like, "Whoa, we better not." <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened this here, let's crazy. fill it with dirt. <laughs> just not talk about this ever again. And that's Sandy Hook Lighthouse. Terrifying, very spook. Uh, yes. <laughs> Don't nods. Okay, excellent. We got lots of, <laughs> lots of time. Next up is Race Rock Lighthouse. Mm, I've never said that out, out loud. Race Rock Lighthouse. I have a feeling it's going to be a, it's got a, a tempo tongue to it. twister. At the eastern end of Long Island Sound, a string of islands are sailed through to get to the mainland. So you have to pass through them. The deepest, an area known as the Race, generates an intense current that grounded many ships mm. when people still live This is here. near New York? Mm-hmm. Long Island. Okay, nice. The lighthouse board suggested a lighthouse in 1852, and after a survey, it was decided this lighthouse would be built on an island that did not exist yet. Ambitious. Yeah. Over 10,000 tons of various boulders were dropped into a pile on the ocean to create a foundation, which shockingly did not prove stable. (laughs) (laughs) So a concrete pier was created on top of this for the base of the lighthouse, and Race Rock Lighthouse was completed and lighted on January 1st, 1879. The lighthouse is done in the Victorian style, so it's very dark and like nice. gothic, which goes along nicely with its spooky stories. I want to see this lighthouse. I'll show you a picture. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I'll show you a picture uh, later, but I do have a video clip to show you Ooh. from this lighthouse. Spookums. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Spook, spook, spook. Even though an island had to be built for Race Rock hundreds of years earlier, this may not have been the case. Something washed away. Yeah, Native Americans told of an island between Long Island and Connecticut that they avoided as it shredded the bottom of their canoes. Mm. And also because it was believed to be inhabited by evil spirits. <laughs> Casually. The powerful currents in the area wore away the island over time and also encouraged the name Horse Race for the Shoals, or Devil Shoals if you were a sailor, before the less scary name of Race Rock Reef, which was made up by New Yorkers. Hmm. So kind of had a lot of name evolutions over time. But Devil Shoal is probably the worst out of them. That hazard has been there, though. Yeah. Long time. Mm-hmm. In different forms. While not many stories about the Keepers or their endeavors in the lighthouse came out before it was automated, the Keepers finishing their shifts told of ghosts and spirits going on. The goings-on in the lighthouse. They said chairs moved, whispers were heard, strange noises, and the most chilling is that bare footprints would appear along the tower floor. That is terrifying. For some reason, 
the bare footprints is so much worse than Yeah, they didn't even have boots. shoes. Yeah, like why are you walking around barefoot? <laughs> I don't know. It They're creeps me out more than having boots on. It's probably like ghosts of people who didn't have shoes. Probably. Native Americans or, you know, no moccasins. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Passing sailors say they see shadows and lights on in the windows, even though it's been boarded up for years. So that's good. Coast Guard men that went to the lighthouse for maintenance told a chilling story of walking to the kitchen to find water pouring from a tap that has long since been disconnected. Cool. They heard distant sounds of voices and laughter, and then slowly a chair was pulled back from the kitchen table <laughs> like someone was going to sit down. Maybe they did. They sat down. And then they sat down. And then a ghost down. sat down. <laughs> Uh, ghost hunters were allowed to film and test inside the lighthouse in 2004. Cool. Resulting in a famous episode where they experienced many of the things that were already experienced by other people before at the lighthouse. On record. Including the footage of a chair being pulled back in an empty room. And I have this on video. I'm going to show you. What was the show? Ghost Hunters. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I saved this a while ago. I'm going to have to Oh, we're watching it? Yeah, I have it. Nice. It's so hard to see because video is so 2004, bad. yeah. This is the attic in the lighthouse. They're showing the video to the Coast Guard men. Just trying to see if I could capture any EVPs. What happened was I got up and left because it was just too hot up there. Uh-huh. But you're going to see the camera try to autofocus a couple times, and then you'll see the activity. You're looking right in this area right here. What could possibly have done this? Coast Guard guy. He's, he's like, what could possibly have done like, this? He's like, his face is so blank. He's like, I do not believe in ghosts, man. Did you see the chair? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you could see it because it's so yeah. grainy. It looks like a folding chair. Yeah. It was like but a lawn it, chair. It moves. Yeah. And it moves twice. You hear the first time it slides. And then the second time is when you can actually see it in view. Messed up. <laughs> All right. I got to get my notes back up. I shut it like I was done. <laughs> but yeah that's actually all i have for race rock did not still put a there. video there yep nice. yep they still, still do maintenance spooky. on it but people they're literally coast guard people won't go there unless it's daytime i wouldn't want to go there yeah not if you have video they also so if you watch that episode they record like uh, i think it's called like emvs or something the electro like magnetic fields emfs i don't know um, which usually indicates some sort of paranormal activity unless you're like if, um, in the instance you're not walking under outlets or anything like electrical <laughs> which was not happening in the tower uh, but they'd be walking up the steps of the lighthouse and they'd get this large spike in their readings and if they stopped moving it would go away but if they like hurried and kept up with it then they the spike would continue so it's like if they were chasing, chasing something like, if they stood still, then it would pass them, like, up the lighthouse. But if they chased it, then it would continue. So, freaking creepy. That's what I got. It was actually a creepy episode. That's I remember terrifying. being like, I couldn't watch it with you because you would know. Yep. No spoilers. <laughs> Next up is Execution Rock's Lighthouse. Sounds great. Execution Rock? <laughs> yeah. Where's this at? Uh... This is also Long Island Sound. Oh. That doesn't sound right. Is that for sure? Is that really right? Maybe it's the same spot. I'll have to double check. Lighthouse is built on Execution Rocks. The name, co- the, the, well, the name comes from a legend. 
before the American Revolution, the British would get a lot of grief from the Americans for from public executions. Like they didn't, people were already fired up. This was like right before the American Revolution, yeah. and so they didn't like executing people in public was a little bit of a touchy subject, and so they would uh, carry out the execution secretly on execution rocks. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, y'all. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> Here, people would be chained at low tide to rings no. that were embedded in the rock. No. And then would slowly drown as the tide would come in, which would take 10 to 12 hours. That sounds awful. I know. I mean, these people were murderers and stuff. So most of them, I'm sure. Yeah, but that's a weak <laughs> execution. Like, oh, yeah, no, we didn't kill them. We just tied them to a post that ended up underwater yeah. a couple hours later. I don't know. Yeah, you just have to lay there on rocks for like 10 hours. And then they'll slowly drown. Sounds awful. I know. Locals on the shore said that they could hear the whales as the convicted, like, waited to die when it was actually happening. The people could the hear The whales, them. like people screaming? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The bodies and skeletons were sometimes left there to show the condemned what their fate was going to be. I was like, you guys are sick. <laughs> like, they're going to die anyway. You don't have to make it, like, really. Oh, yeah. We stopped public executions, but. You we know, made it we worse leave. for them. For sure. the skeletons out there. <laughs> Hundreds of years later, a lighthouse was built on these exact rocks. So great. <laughs> the spookiness trailed over into the lighthouse board, who specified that the keepers did not have a length of duty to reach while working here at the execution yeah. rocks, and they could just leave whenever they requested. So this is the first and only lighthouse where keepers did not have to sign a contract for the job. And the second they asked to leave, the request was granted automatically, and they were picked up from the lighthouse. That's so, really strange. Yeah. The Coast Guard who stay here report the strong smell of flowers, which isn't so bad. Whatever. <laughs> but there's absolutely no flowers going to be growing out on execution rocks. That's yeah. unlikely. A constant alarm from somewhere they can't figure out until it just turns off again. That sounds terrible. And most worrisome is many reported laying down in the living room and suddenly having a pressure so intense on their chest that they can't sit up. Why are these men laying down in the living room? Like there's a couch. Okay. You know, they're they're living they're just hanging out. Yeah, so. When you get on the floor. Yeah, if you lay down on the ground <laughs> You won't believe this guys. Watch this. But yeah, like they they can't sit up. They say they can't sit up until the pressure just subsides on its own. They just have to lay there. Take it. Like they're being held down. Yeah. Or sat on. Laid down on. Scary. <clears throat> a psychic was called to the lighthouse and reported that an aggressive male spirit was haunting this place. And many believe the spirit is Carl Panzram. Have you heard? You remember me mm, talking about him? I know that name. Yeah. I, I have a book on him in our house. Tell us about Carl. Um, I'll just give like a little... He was this really messed up dude who... He's the guy that his dad... He had an ear infection that was really bad, so his dad tried to, like, cut it out from his ear, and it damaged his brain. I don't think I know that story. I did. I did mention it really early in our relationship. When all pans ran on him. Yeah, so this guy grew up to be really horrible. He would take his victims to the water near the lighthouse and dump them there, so that's why the people think that this is Carl Pan's ram. But he confessed to 21 murders, even though it's thought he's killed closer to 100 people because he targeted runaways and, like, he traveled by train. So other people oh, that got yeah. on the train were, you know, didn't really have a place to be. And committed a thousand counts of rape against young boys. One thousand. Yeah. Like, how disgusting. So this is the ghost that people think 
is hanging around in execution rock. It's <laughs> terrible. He was executed by hanging in 1930. It's kind of like late. I don't know. 1930. That's a long time ago. Well, not for hanging people, I don't think. Yeah, true. I didn't think about that. Um, of course, the haunting could also be from the many people that are executed on the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't Maybe. have to be Carl Panzeram. It could be literally anybody that was a murderer and was executed here. But he was hung there? or No, sorry. but that's where he dumped all his victims oh. like over and over. So Great. He stole boats a couple times, and that's why he could get out on the water. Yeah. Stole yachts from people and then crashed them and they would sink and then he'd start over. It's a grand he had, an, he had an, a crazy life. If anyone wants to hear the craziness of Carl Panzram, one, I would suggest listening to the Morbid podcast for that because they did a couple part uh, episodes on that. Carl Panzram also wrote a book while he was in prison and it has some obviously first hand experiences from Carl Panzram. He was an ambitious, terrible person. Yeah. He's. <laughs> yeah, he really worked past his upbringing to yeah. be special yeah. in a really horrible way. Uh, Ghost Adventures, which is a show I haven't heard of, and I didn't get to watch the episode, but but they did an investigation of the lighthouse and recorded growls, whimpers, and banging around the rocks. Long Island is a dark. Yeah, we can just assume waters, that you should stay far away from the New York <laughs> like sounds. We got two more lighthouses, two more spooky stories for you to have to suffer through. So the next one is St. Augustine. Does that sound right? Yep, St. Augustine. St. Augustine Lighthouse. St. Augustine is the oldest town in America, which is something I didn't know until I did the research. Oldest town is in Florida? Like, does that make sense? Wait, where is St. Augustine, Florida? Is it near Tampa? I have no idea. All right. (laughs) And the lighthouse was built here in 1824 and is the oldest in Florida. Hmm. There's a mountain of paranormal activity at this lighthouse and people have reported footsteps on the lighthouse stairs and in the gravel outside of the lighthouse shadowy figures in the lantern room cold spots music boxes that need to be hand cranked that will suddenly begin playing it's like no that's something that's like in the geico commercial the music box there's like those mannequins sitting around a table always that vibe yeah music boxes are not good news always scary i don't know why that's the um example I thought of. It's the Geico commercial. Geico's <laughs> nailing it these days. How about a shout out to Geico? Sponsor us. <laughs> Chairs will be found overturned when there's like nobody else in the lighthouse. And frequently the door to the viewing balcony is found ajar in the morning even though it's locked every night and alarmed with a security system. A young girl is often seen with a blue dress and a bow in her hair and this matches the description of Eliza and Mary, the daughters of the construction superintendent in 1873. So they were doing like modifications and stuff. The construction superintendent had his daughters just like hanging out on the construction site. This is a very different time. (laughs) Late 1800s. Taking kids to work. Yeah. And so they were playing in the cart that hauls the materials up from the water. Casually. And they were playing in the cart with three other children when the safety broke and plummeted in the water and died. The cart like went off the rails into the water? Yeah, it's like it stops at the edge of the water so they can haul stuff up to mm-hmm. the lighthouse. And so it just picked up speed all the way to the bottom. Oh my god. And the cart flipped over and they were pinned underneath of it yeah. like in the water so they drowned. Two were saved but Mary Eliza and another girl uh, were lost to the water. Yeah, that's sad. Many say they see the girls in the house where 
they come through like it's an antique photograph like when you see the girls yeah. they kind of have that like, like fade through yeah like an antique looking vibe and they hear like laughter in the lighthouse like kids playing and so they don't really say that it's a scary sound it's just kind of like that's pretty scary oh uh, yeah i guess <laughs> if you were yeah <laughs> children ah Another figure is commonly seen in the lantern room, which many claim is one of three possible ghosts, which is a lot for this lighthouse. (laughs) First is Keeper Joseph Andrew, who fell to his death while repainting the tower in 1859. Or could be Head Keeper William Harn, who died suddenly and unexpectedly after serving for 20 years. Hmm. Or is it the spirit of an unnamed man who hung himself near the lighthouse? We'll never know. That's... A strange choice. Ghost hunters investigated this lighthouse and declared it definitely haunted. (laughs) During their night there, they looked up the dark... Okay, this was crazy. I didn't watch the episode. I really should have. And I was going to, like, while we were on the train, but I forgot. Mm -hmm. While they were staying there and doing their footage and everything, they looked up the dark spiral, like, staircase up to the lantern room, and they saw a figure leaning over the railing looking at them. What? Yeah. And so they ran up there, and there's nobody at the top. Isn't that disturbing? Yes. For some reason, something like leaning over the edge watching you from yes, above. Yes, that's bad. The leaning over is like... It's like a primal... Yeah, like you wouldn't do that if you were human. That's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also recorded a very clear help me from inside the lighthouse. So Did that's you show me this? We no. About this? I didn't watch this one. That's terrifying. And that is St. Augustine Lighthouse. <sighs> And we have one more, so <laughs> power through. Oh, okay. Yaquina Lighthouse. I feel like that, I'm not saying that right. Yaquina. I put the pronunciation on here and yeah. I put it as Yaquina. <laughs> yes, Queen. Yaquina Light. Okay. <clears throat> Yaquina Head Lighthouse um, is the next one we're going to talk about. This one's short. It was built in 1873 in Oregon and originally called Cape Foulweather Lighthouse due to... What do you Foulweather. Think? Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful sunshine. The stories around the lighthouse are few, but pretty spooky. There was once a head keeper named William Smith. He took his family into town, leaving assistant keeper Herbert Higgins in charge. Shortly after leaving, Herbert became very ill and trusted Frank Story, who was the second assistant with the duties for the lighthouse. However, without supervision, Frank became incredibly drunk and passed out. Hmm. So good on you, Frank. Glad that that happened. Herbert, who was ever the good keeper, dragged himself up the stairs towards the lantern room to like, make sure that it was running and collapsed on the stairs and died there. Oh, my God. I don't know how old he was. I don't know if maybe... Dedication, though. Yeah. One keeper who served for 20 years said that they frequently heard steps and dragging sounds on the tower stairs when no one else was around. (laughs) Like, not the dragging sounds. The footsteps, we've heard it a million times, so it's just kind of like, it would be really scary if you were there, but hearing about it, it's like, oh yeah, footsteps. Yeah, the dragging Dragging, sounds is awful. Yeah. It's like, is it the sounds of when he was dying? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, man. I've heard ghosts, they either are like, just wandering or they relive some moment in their lives like maybe that their death over and over and over again for like eternity i can't remember what it's called there's a word for it this like cycle of just over and over i can't remember what it's called but what 
purgatory. Really? I don't, I don't know. Seems like it'd be applicable. Another spooky. <laughs> We're hearing sounds in the empty house. <laughs> a sound from the floor. Another story is that a construction worker who was building the lighthouse in the 1800s fell to his death. But that's not the worst of it. When he fell, he fell between the double-walled layer of the lighthouse. No, I know where this is going. And they couldn't get him out. And so they just had to leave his body in the walls of the lighthouse. And that's where he remains. He just became a part of the construction. Yeah, he's like, well, I'm going to give my life to this. <laughs> we need to add a spooky element. Did he element. die at least? Or did I bet on like, impact. Can't stop. My <laughs> my <laughs> thought. Keep patching this wall. My thought is that the by that point the lighthouse was so tall that they couldn't. They wouldn't get. They it couldn't time. reach that far down. Like they wouldn't be able to reach him, and they can't just punch a hole in the side of a lighthouse that's that tall. Otherwise, they'd compromise the integrity of the lighthouse. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That's terrible. So let's. We need to find a replacement for Bob. <laughs> oh, that's, no. That just sounds... That's a lot. And that's the end of our spooky stories for Lighthouses. Our Halloween edition, Spooksy. So very satisfying and spooky. Thank you. Satisfying? It's scary. <laughs> Glad we did this at nighttime. And, and we saw a lighthouse today. That's pretty wild. We did, yeah. How often do we do that? Not often. Not that often. There we go. It's... It, it, we, I wish we had been able to get closer, but it's at the end of a bunch of riprap. So, riprap. What does that mean? Plugging our lighthouse trivia episode. Go check it out. I believe it's episode six. <laughs> Learn what riprap is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's the spooky episode, episode thirteen. Thirteen haunted stories. Thanks for joining. Uh, I won't have any pictures for this episode up on Instagram on in our Instagram, but you can check out any of our past episodes and check out in the future for any of our episodes after this at the lighthouse lowdown. So go ahead and follow us and check it out. Check out our website, which is podpage.com slash the lighthouse lowdown for where you can listen to our episodes, or you can also send us an email at the lighthouse lowdown at gmail.com. If you have any questions or story suggestions or anything, we're very open to hearing what people want to, listen to and if you have any cool stories about lighthouses we'd be super down to talk about them on the on the on the on the podcast (laughs) on here yeah on this so thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on the lighthouse peace